0: Happy Sunday or Saturday, whenever you may be listening to this podcast. Thank you very much once again for tuning in. I hope you've all had an enjoyable week thus far. Today's coverage is going to center around, as you've probably been able to see from the title, Qantas's very ambitious, maybe, and bold plans as well to restart international travel by December of this year. I have already covered this in a video on the DJ's Aviation YouTube channel, however, It's a topic that not only I'm very interested in, but I argue I'm quite knowledgeable in and passionate in, which means I feel like a three to four minute video doesn't really suffice my thoughts. And typically, if you do watch the YouTube videos, you'll know I don't really go into my opinion on the matter. And I certainly didn't want to make the video 20 minutes because people wouldn't watch that. They're more inclined though to listen and you're probably more inclined to listen to a 30 minute podcast um, because they're different type of content that can be consumed in, in various different ways. With all that being said, uh, before we get underway, there's a couple of things I thought I'd cover in my personal life. And then we will, of course, move on to Qantas's plan, how that ties in with the Australian government, vaccination rates, and something that I think is probably worth mentioning. And that's Qantas doing this before and it not eventuating. And that is something I've not seen really brought up that much, but definitely something I want to take a look at in depth. So let's begin with me, Um first week back in well first week out of hotel quarantine has been interesting to say the least there's still a state home order where i'm currently located which is melbourne which means we can't really leave the house bar unless you need to go to shop for essentials it's quite incredible coming from london to melbourne it feels almost like Uh, where I am now is how we were in March 2020 it feels like the pandemic is a foreign thing here which I guess it is considering Australia hasn't had that many outbreaks of coronavirus Um, so it's been it's been very it's been a shock to the system walking around and seeing everyone I mean I've had people like give me dirty looks because I walk too close to them and so forth so I just feel like it's been a bit wow I was not used to this being in the UK and London people had sort of I wouldn't say completely move past it, but a lot of people were under that mentality and mindset of, we need to learn to live with it. And uh, it was just incredible to see how... I've only been to the shops twice, the supermarket part of me, because the shopping centres are not fully open, but to the supermarket, and it's definitely been a bit of a shock. With that being said, um, I'm currently in the process of looking for flats for about a year, like a place to rent. That is a nightmare as well with the current lockdown. It's impossible to go and do an inspection of any properties. I've had four applications denied for different places, so we keep looking. Uh, that would only be for roughly a year, though, so I'll have my own space most likely. But that—that's the plan. Whether that eventuates to anything, we'll have to—we'll have to see. But I'm, I will keep you updated in the podcast. The latest update is I've had multiple applications rejected. Moving on to other news surrounding university. If you are a long-time listener of the podcast, you will probably note that it's my ambition to, um, it's my ambition to go and study in the United Kingdom next year. So those plans are still on. Actually, I'm finalizing my uh, university application, so we'll cross our fingers, but I'm hopefully tentatively going to go and study there back in the UK. So I'm very excited about that. It'll be for sports journalism. That is something I'm so interested in. First of all, I love journalism and I love sport, so it's kind of a it's a perfect program for me, especially being based in the UK to cover my main passion, which is football. A lot of people will think my main passion is aviation, and it was, but I feel almost as if when I when this turned into my job, it, it became a little bit different, and I think anyone would be able to uh, anyone would be able to notice that in the sense of if you are someone that turns your passion into a job, the, the mindset and mentality when working on said thing changes. Uh, while it is still enjoyable, I have a different perception on things. When I see a plane or news, I don't look at it from a standpoint of all the time. Oh, that's fine. I look at it as, an okay, I need to analyze that. I need to do a video on that. I need to work on that. I need to talk about that. What does that mean? It's very, very different. So football is my main passion. I absolutely love it. This is European football, soccer for people that are listening in locations where they call it soccer. So being in the UK studying that program could potentially be amazing. And I'm very, very excited at the prospect. So I'll be finalizing my application for that and looking at sending it off in maybe two weeks. I think applications open September 7th. So I'll probably look to send it off September 7th, first day. I've already attended the university for open days. I've done a tour. I've done virtual opening days. I've been in contact with the um, program program leader for sports journalism so that that's exciting we can only hope that that sort of moves in a great direction we will see though and like i said i will keep you updated on how the application process goes um because i'm sure some people that listen to this may be a little bit interested in in what's going on and that's so- something that's going to be a big part of my life hopefully starting in around a year i'd be probably under a year now i'd be heading over back to london so let's cross our fingers uh, let's just get straight on to the main topic. Once again, welcome to the podcast. Uh, the the topics we have, I just wanted to go in order of how I'm going to, you know, do this. We're going to start off with the uh, Qantas' plan. So basically what their plan is for international travel. We're going to take a look at how then therefore that ties into the vaccination plans. <coughs> Pardon me. Qantas' false hope with other bookings. Uh, and my thoughts on the matter where I'm also going to just make an additional note that I want to take a look at repatriation flights because I feel like this plays a, a giant role in a lot of people's position on the matter. So if you're unaware, and I think there may be some people that are, as not all my listeners are from Australia, and I definitely will know that this will not have made probably global headlines, but it's definitely something that is worth mentioning. Qantas announced in the past week some, well... In the past week from when this is being recorded and being put live, they uh, released their strategy for restarting international flights. So it's a gradual restart. It's not a full network uh, immediately coming back, as you probably imagine. I think it would be very irresponsible of them to restart their entire network. I think you and I are both in agreement with that. Uh, at this point in time, they're looking at December of 2021 as when they will be restarting some of their network. They make note that this is solely based on the vaccine rollout, which I will get on to in the future. The destinations that they're going to be sending their aircraft to will be ones of high vaccination rates. So the initial focus according to them will be North America. That includes the United States and Canada, the United Kingdom, that being London, Singapore, and Japan. So these are the locations we have at the moment. Eventually more will be added, but this is what they're saying right now. I think it's interesting considering the United States is having record record lows, record highs, pardon me, but it is a low overall of um, of their outbreaks from the Delta strain. And even though they've got a lot of people vaccinated, their numbers have slowed down type of thing. Um, so be, it's, I think a lot of people have said it's very interesting that the United States has been added, especially when Australia has that mentality of a lot of the states have the mentality of trying to make it so it's zero COVID, if you will. Um, So that means zero COVID cases. It's interesting that they would therefore want to be going to the United States. But these are the locations that have indeed been put forward. I am someone that needs to urgently go overseas. So this sort of news that we could be opening back up is very exciting to me, but it's at the same point in time, I'm definitely remaining level-headed and grounded and understanding that this This is being announced, but it also means nothing, and I'll get on to why that is at the moment. I'm just going to read through their press release very briefly because I think it may get a little bit of a better idea to you, the listener, on the current situation. So, the Qantas Group has today provided more details on preparations for restarting its international flights, with plans linked to the vaccine rollout in Australia and key overseas markets. On current projections, Australia is expected to reach national cabinet's phase C vaccination threshold of 80% in December, 2021, which would trigger the gradual reopening of international borders. Similar key markets like the UK, North America, and parts of Asia have high and increasing levels of vaccination. This makes them highly likely to be classed as low risk countries for vaccinated travelers to visit and return from under reduced quarantine requirements pending by the Australian government and entry policies of other countries. This creates a range of potential travel options that Qantas and Jetstar are now preparing for. While COVID has shown that circumstances can change unexpectedly, the long lead times for international readiness means the group needs to make some reasonable assumptions based on the latest data to make sure it can offer flights to customers as soon as they become feasible. All very interesting information, also information that you could argue definitely makes sense. If you're looking through this, you would appear and say, well, this seems perfect. It seems like it's something that will definitely go ahead and something seem seemingly has a lot of thought process behind it. I would like to go on to just say that those, those destinations are made mention of were for December 2021 from around April 2022. So the first half, first quarter of the next calendar year, we'll have Bali, Jakarta, Manila, Bangkok, Phuket, Ho Chi Minh City and Johannesburg are likely also going to be um, pushed and coming out part of me in April of 2022. That's gonna, of course, just de- depend and I guess, on the situation at the actual time. We can only go off data that is currently now. So the summary of international restart plans, we would see the likes of the 787s, A330s being utilized on services to the United States, Japan, United Kingdom, and Canada. In fact, Qantas is going to be using some of their A330s from Brisbane to San Francisco and Brisbane to Los Angeles, quite lengthy routes and something you would not have seen. Um, And they'll be using their 787s to the likes of Canada, the United Kingdom and so forth. Meanwhile, 737s and then the A320s over at Jetstar will be headed to Fiji. On top of that, Qantas is looking at reintroducing the Australia and New Zealand travel bubble from mid-December of 2022 This has been cancelled and put off for quite a considerable period now, given the fact that, as you're probably aware, the rising cases in the Oceanic region have meant this is pretty hard to, you know, happen. I thought I would uh, go on to say that the airline is also investigating using Darwin as a transit point, which has been Qantas's main entry for repatriation flights, as an alternative or in addition to its existing Perth hub given conservative border policies in the Western Australia region. So discussions are going to be ongoing about that. I've already mentioned that the A380s, five of them will be returning ahead of schedule. They'd be flying from Sydney to LA and then Sydney to London from July 2022 and November 2022, respectively. So they are indeed looking at welcoming back those Airbus A380s, which, you know, positive signs, considering we've seen a very, very large group of um airlines, well, Say goodbye to their aircraft. So it's great to see some coming back, but two will be retired. That means they'll be left just with 10 by the time they all fully return. The current estimated date for that will be 2024. That is based off their demands and what they believe will work best. Of course, though, if international travel demand within Australia and the world returns quicker than they first expected, they could very easily bring them back into their operations sooner than first expected. So that is the basic rundown of Qantas' plan for their international network. No flights have been put on the website as of yet, so you cannot book anything to my knowledge, but you may be listening to this at a later date. This could be even in 2023. But if you're listening to this in and around September of 2021, I'm not sure whether these flights will have been put up or not. We'll just have to uh, wait and see, but... I will be providing updates, of course, um, as they're of great interest to me, as I need to get to Canada to see my partner. So that's the situation. The next point I wanted to go on to was the vaccination plans, because the whole, the entire restarting of uh, operations, if you will, is hinged on the vaccinations within Australia, which, if you were unaware, were absolutely terrible for a very, very long time. Uh, And still, Australia lacks behind many, many other countries, albeit numbers are definitely going up, and it's a positive sign for that. There is absolutely massive vaccine boosters and also pub-up places being, I guess you could say, rolled out across the New South Wales, Victoria, and so forth to boost those vaccination numbers. But like I said, this will only be made possible if the numbers hit the target, and that is 80% of citizens being vaccinated. So I'm just gonna go through an article posted by uh, abc.net.au regarding what the plan is when it comes to international travel. So, once 80% of the eligible population is fully vaccinated, COVID-19 will begin to be treated more like seasonal flu. This is coming directly from the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, although I would take what he says with a grain of salt. At that point, there would be no more lockdowns except for the highly targeted lockdowns of vulnerable communities. Caps on returning vaccinated travellers would be abolished, and vaccinated people would be allowed to leave the country, he said. A travel bubble would be extended to other vaccinated countries. There will be a gradual reopening of inward and outbound international travel with safe countries. Those Those that have had the same sort of vaccination levels that Australia... Mr. Morrison said, and this is with regards to basically countries that are highly vaccinated, like I've been saying all this time. States and territories will be able to move into the next stage when the national average for vaccinations, as well as the state or territory's own averages, meet the relevant vaccination threshold. We have to take each step together, and that starts with walking in the door of that vaccine clinic. So a lot of questions will be when this can be made possible. Unfortunately, uh, I cannot show this on screen because this is a podcast. But Australia's vaccine rollout currently looks like this. As of the 28th of August, 33.7% of people were fully vaccinated with 56.9% having at least one dose. At the current pace of 846,000 doses a week, we can expect 70% of Australia's adult population to be fully vaccinated by late October 2021. On top of that, there's talk that, well, the 80% could be reached in around December, which is why it directly ties in with Qantas wanting to relaunch their international travel. The positive news is that the doses are indeed going up per day within Australia. In fact, in recent days, we've had over 300,000 every single day doses being handed out. Uh, Obviously, a massive positive, and that, that graph is steadily climbing. What I should make note of is that that's not gonna. That's not gonna always be going up. It will eventually teeter downwards and average out, like we've seen everywhere. Because some people will not be taking the vaccine. That is why that number of eighty percent. Yes, it seems very achievable, and yes, we can look at all the data and say it's gonna be absolutely perfect. But there is the chance that, you know, you'll have twenty percent not take it, or you'll have twenty percent that it may never get done, or you may have just eighty-three percent. It's it's unclear, and how long, much longer it will take for everyone to get it. At some point, this is going to stop climbing every single day, but we can only hope that it continues because personally, I would like to see my loved ones and so forth outside of Australia, and I'd very much like Australia to, not being, to stop being, pardon me, a nanny state. I think everyone would. It's not fun, it's not pleasant, and it gets very, very tiring. So that is the vaccination plans, and that's how that directly relates to Qantas' outlines. Now, a lot of things that have not been mentioned is why I would not personally encourage anyone to book a flight with Qantas. It is not something I would encourage you to be doing. Wait and see what other airlines are offering. Do not fly with Qantas. And you may be like, why is that? Honestly, I'm gonna be a hypocrite because I'll most likely fly with Qantas, but that will only be done once I can confirm that the flight is actually going, if that makes sense. There's no way in hell I'd be booking four months out with this airline. They have been terrible since the beginning of the pandemic. I cannot say enough bad things about how they have basically left citizens abandoned, offered terrible repatriation flights at too late notice, then blamed the stranded citizens because there was not enough prior notice, but they don't make note of that. They've they've been terrible. They've by no means of the matter been a national airline that's meant for Australians. If anything, Singapore Airlines has been a hell of a lot better, and I'd call even them more Australian in helping citizens get home. So you may be thinking to yourself, like we said at the start of the podcast, it's great news. It seems to me personally like, you know, brilliant. We're going to be restarting travel in December. Well, what I should do is take a look back to January of this year. For those that study and take a look at the Australian aviation sector quite harshly with maybe one of those microscopes, you will notice that this is not the first time that Qantas has done such a thing where they've said they're looking at resuming international travel on January, right at the beginning, they noted that they were planning on relaunching flights in July of this year. Now that's two months ago. At the moment, they don't fly internationally anywhere and all their planes are still grounded. So Qantas began selling flights for international travel in January. For July, this included Brisbane to Los Angeles, Brisbane to Singapore. Melbourne to Hong Kong, Melbourne to Los Angeles, Melbourne to San Francisco, Perth to London, Sydney to Dallas, Sydney to San Francisco, and you can go on and on. There were a lot of routes. In fact, if I'm looking through it, there's easily almost 20 routes that were being put on sale. Now, what is worth noting, these flights never went ahead. In fact, Qantas received so much pressure from many, many people saying, you know, this is never going to go ahead. Why are you offering these flights? They cancelled all of them. So, I luckily did not make the decision to book, but I know people who booked the Qantas got their flight cancelled within a week. Some, it took months to get their refund, or Qantas conveniently offered them a travel voucher. You may be thinking to yourself, well, well, then why have they done such a thing? Well, it's cash. Qantas are not in a great position, naturally. Their entire international network has been slashed. They're lucky that they've still been able to for the most part, operate domestically. Not so much now, but recently they've been able to fly domestically. But as for their international network, it has been completely halted. It it doesn't even exist, really. Bar the odd repatriation flight, which is never full, their international network does not exist. So they needed that cash, and they've offered the flights, and I think they knew that it was never going to go ahead. It wasn't achievable. In fact, I believe at that stage, if I have a look at my graph, vaccines were basically barely being offered they hadn't even been, like, properly approved in Australia. And they were already saying by July that this would have this would have been happening. Um, <coughs> pardon me. Uh, it's utterly ridiculous that they were offering the flights uh, in the first place. And I'm just going through one of their press releases. And uh, it, it's it's one of those things of the false hope again. Uh, it's just a completely not a mess, I think, from the very beginning of this pandemic, the way international travel has worked because I'll move on to repatriation flights for citizens and hotel quarantine. This is something I have personally done and gone through. And um, yeah, it, it's, it's safe to say that there's still quarantine facilities being built. There's the whole idea of home quarantine. There's currently caps on international arrivals, but there's talk of the the international arrival caps being scrapped and then home quarantine coming in. But then, like I said... You see them building quarantine facilities. Then Qantas says they want to restart domestic uh, international travel in December. It just doesn't add up. A lot of it doesn't add up. The decisions don't really make a whole lot of sense, which is why I keep saying, take this with a grain of salt. If this goes ahead, then absolutely brilliant. This is th- then it's brilliant. And I will be so, so, so happy. The happiest I've been in a very, very long time if this goes ahead. Do I think it will based on prior situations? No. Does it make sense with the data that they have said? Yes, but data can change. Do I trust Qantas? Not in the slightest. I would, I would rather trust someone random that I've met off the street than Qantas. I do not trust them in the slightest. I wouldn't be shocked if this is, has a lot to do with getting their bookings up and some additional cash flow to then be able to offer those vouchers. It will remain to be seen. But I think one of the key takeaways from this is it may not happen. It may, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't hold my hand up and say that Australia will get the eighty percent vaccination because, especially when a lot of Australians live under the impression that zero COVID is achievable, which means if eighty percent never hits, they're, they're basically the government has basically worded it and made it into a sense of it's going to be very very easy for um them to never hit eighty percent to keep these regulations in place. But I think at that point, it'd be utterly ridiculous. At the moment, you're still not allowed to leave the country. You have to have one of the most critical reasons possible. At times, a family member dying doesn't even justify that. There's the risks that if some states keep on international caps, you may be allowed to leave the country, but you may not be allowed to come back even if you're double vaccinated, which would mean that you'd have to come back. If you wanted to try and come back, you may deal with all the flight cancellations I dealt with and then have to pay a further $3,000 in quarantine. Speaking of, I have not got the bill yet for $3,000, but I am very, very, very excited to receive that bill where I've got to pay $3,000 for one of the crappest experiences of my life. Um, very excited for that. We shall see, though, how the situation evolves. I'm sure I'll keep you updated. Even if it's not a dedicated and devoted podcast, I will keep you updated because personally, like I said, I need to go overseas. So um, it's something I'm monitoring closely. It's something I've taken a huge invested interest in, a huge passion, as you can probably tell. A lot of these podcasts have recently been related to Australia, and that is because at the same time of this being the DJ's Aviation podcast, there's only one person in, in DJ's Aviation, which is me, which means at times this, of course, is going to be a bit more personal. And of late, uh, me returning to Australia has been a big, big thing. Once we move past this, we'll get back to the news, the stories, experiences, and and so forth. I'm happy to do some more Q and As. I may start opening question and answers up for the Discord server, where you'll be able to answer us, ask, ask me questions, which I'll answer at the end of every podcast. But until then, I uh, hope you have been enjoying them. Definitely, a lot of people have been, a lot more people have been listening. We're getting more of a steady base of people listening, so I can only thank you all enough. For listening to the podcast on whatever platform. And speaking of, we're actually, um, if we go and have a look, we're now on Amazon and Audible. So you can listen on there, which is quite cool. I got an email about signing up with that. I'll go and have a look at my reviews. I want to see if there's any uh, new reviews, Uh, positive reviews, and I'll go through them. There's one from Football Gamer, who I don't think I've said thank you to. Wow, this is an amazing podcast, came from the YouTube channel, and it is great. Subscribed. Thank you so much, man. I do appreciate that. Uh, Then we have one from UK Aviation who said, absolutely amazing. I love your videos and your podcasts, and they are a highlight of my day and week. It's really nice to hear a podcast of a more personal life, and so I find it really interesting. Keep up the good work on your YouTube and podcast. Thank you so, so much. I really, really do appreciate that. We have plenty more reviews, um, but they're from 2019 when I, uh, yeah, when I originally was doing the podcast. So I very, very much appreciate all the reviews on here. The problem is, is that I feel like uh, if I, hang on, if I was to change my location of the podcasts, I feel like I'm only getting reviews from the United Kingdom, which is one of the main problems. So I'm going to try and see if I can get, yes, I'd be correct. I would be correct. Okay, I would be correct. So... I'm only getting, I was only getting reviews from the UK. I'll now do reviews from the United States, of which we have 108. But there's a new one from um, Metro Mech, B, BG, hopefully I've pronounced that correctly. He then goes on to say, I've been a fan of Daniel's YouTube series for a couple of years now, and I'm enjoying his podcast now, too the flight experience and quarantine in Adelaide is so sad and disappointing. Will the real travel experience ever return? I seriously doubt it. I've done a wee bit of international travel and enjoyed every bit of it. Even when things go wrong, it's part of the adventure. It becomes part of the experience and the story Once It's behind you. You are absolutely bang on, uh, Metro Mech. You are completely bang on there. It's one of those things of when you're living the if I will, living the experience. It's crap. Don't get me wrong. It was a terrible experience, but it's one of those things of that experience shapes you. A lot of people have gone on to say, "Oh, how did you find your time in the UK during COVID? I mean, it wasn't great. I don't think anyone will, will put their hand out and say the past two years have been brilliant, but you know what? Would I change it for the world? Well, I would, but you know what I mean? In the sense of you take what you have and that shapes you as a person. So therefore, from that perspective, I wouldn't change it at all because it's, it's made me who I am. The experiences and and just the pandemic and dealing with all that alone is something that has made me into a much stronger person, but it's something in, in 20 years' time I'll look back on and be like, wow, well, I did that. You know what I mean? Even hotel quarantine, I continue to slag it off and I'll continue to slate it because I think it's terrible. But hey, that's in the past now. Um, and we look back on that and we talk about it But at the same time, it's the traveler's experience. And then he goes on to say, Thanks, Dan, for your honest accounting of this less than perfect travel experience. Thank you very much for the review. It is greatly appreciated, man. Greatly appreciated. I'm glad you enjoy the podcast. Now, uh, I'm going to go and see and have a look, if I can have a look at the uh, Australian podcast section. There should be some ratings there. There are 34 ratings. Wow, we're five stars. Five stars on the Australian podcasting zone. Thank you very much. There are no new reviews, only reviews from 2019. So let me go and have a look at Canada. I feel like these are our main list user bases, mostly from Canada, uh, the United States, Australia, and Great Britain. Another five stars here in, in, uh, where is it? In Canada. Awesome. So we have a review from Ethan, 44884. His review came on the 26th of August. Man, that's really recent. Thank you so much for the review. He says, I've been watching the YouTube channel for a while, just started listening to the podcast, with the latest one on getting back home to Australia finally. Keep up the great work. I like how you just kind of talk about whatever here in a laid back manner. Thank you, man. That's that's kind of the point. You know, it's I, I would argue that the recent podcasts have been a little bit full on. I mean, I'm very self-aware. I know that. Uh, but for the most part, there's no script. There's just a couple of dot points sitting in front of the microphone and just having a chat. Personally, I love podcasts. It's a great way to consume entertainment. I think it's a brilliant way to get to know someone a little bit better if you, unfortunately, you know, can't go and do something with them. It's just a great way to get to know someone better. And hopefully, if you go and watch the YouTube channel or something like that, after you've listened to the podcast, it will feel maybe a bit more personal, which is something you may not get. And I would argue you do not get on my YouTube channel. You definitely don't get a personalized experience on there because it's not really the place for it. But here, why not? You know, why not talk a little bit about aviation and a little bit about what's going on? Uh, so yeah, those are, those are the reviews I can see. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know if there's a way that I can find all the reviews. Something I'll have to look into because I seem to can only be able to get ones from certain countries. But like I said, feel free to throw them in and I will do my very best to keep up to date with them. That's going to conclude today's podcast as we approach 30 minutes. Thank you so, so much for the continued support here it is greatly appreciated i hope you have been enjoying it i hope you maybe learn something new in every podcast and you can take these experiences with you um because like i said they're once in a lifetime experiences i would like to hope i don't have to do hotel quarantine when i'm 35 but you know what i mean there's something that is we probably never thought was going to happen so it's a great place to document them it's a great place for me to come back in 10 years time and listen, whether I'm still making YouTube videos or not, it's just it's just brilliant. So thank you very very much for listening. I look forward to you joining me next week for another podcast. Or if you're binge watching, listening these binge listening to these, pardon me, not watching. <laughs> We're not on the YouTube channel. If you are binge listening to these, um, enjoy the next one. And thank you very very much. Feel free to review the show. I will read out your review. Uh, on Apple Podcasts, because I think that's where you can do it. There might be some on Google Podcasts, but we'll have a look next time. Anyway, take care. Bye-bye. And I will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the DJ's Aviation Podcast. If you haven't already, feel free to follow my socials, being that of YouTube, Twitter and Instagram, all under the DJ's Aviation Branding. If you're interested in seeing my large collection of car, transport, aviation and natural landscape photography, you can check me out on Flickr. Interested maybe in also joining a Discord community with thousands of members, you can do so with the vanity URL of discord.gg forward slash aviation. We'd certainly love to see you there. Until the next podcast, be safe and take care.